Watch this. You're listening to The Word on Long Beach. And now, Jackie Ray. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Word on Long Beach. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday and you are looking forward to the new year. I honestly can't believe we only have three more days left in this year. That's crazy to me. It literally feels like it was just yesterday when it was March 11th of 2020 when Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for COVID. And then a few days later, the entire country was in some sort of lockdown. Yes, I do make mental uh, landmarks based on sports. You guys don't judge me. It's just the way that I am. But nonetheless, here we are. Um, A lot of people make resolutions this time of year. But as my dad always says, if you don't have a plan, then you are planning to fail. So this week, I'm going to give you some tips on how to stick to those resolutions and let you hear some resolutions from here at Long Beach Post. A lot of our staff members have left messages about what their resolutions are. I do have a few resolutions from you out there in the community, which I'm excited about. But right now, what we're going to do is jumpstart your plans for your new year's resolution especially if your resolution is to reduce your carbon footprint or your impact on the planet i'm going to really impact that for you and give you a jump start like i said joining me now via zoom is erin roland she is the waste diversion and recycling officer for long beach recycles Um, they are offering a free composting at home virtual workshop on saturday january 8th from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And right now she is going to tell us a little bit more about what it means to compost. Take a listen. So let's just kind of start at the beginning and what exactly is composting? Yeah, so composting is uh, nature's way of recycling. To make compost, you can combine your food scraps and your yard debris or grass clippings together. And over time, this material will break down And in that process of breaking down, it decomposes and it rots. And as a result of that, you're creating compost. And compost itself is a rich soil amendment that can be used um, in gardens and in landscape. So I know sometimes people, especially when they have homes or things like that, composting works great for them. But what about people who are in in apartments? Can they compost as well? Yeah, composting can be done Um, in several different ways. There's different types and styles of composting. Um, At the city, we teach both how to do backyard composting, which is designed for folks who have a yard, or we teach vermicomposting, which is often designed for folks folks who don't have a yard or don't have a large space. And um, I live in a small space as well. And vermicomposting is basically you, you kind of use a couple of containers, maybe like five gallon, not five gallon buckets, but smaller containers and you use worms and that actually helps to break down and eat the food scraps. And vermicomposting is um, really great for folks who have small homes or small houses and folks who just want to manage food scraps solely. Um, It's really easy to manage and it's not a lot of space in a home. Um, I even kept my bin inside over one winter and Nobody knew it was there until I told them. Okay, so that that was my next question. So it doesn't have an odor when you keep it in the home like that? If you're doing it correctly. So if you're doing it right, it should be just fine. 
if it is smelling or there is an odor, then something is not right. Your piles could be, or your bin could be too wet is probably most likely it's too much moisture in there. So if that happened, you could easily put like um, shredded paper or like your egg cartons, if they're cardboard or something like that to kind of help kind of soak in that moisture and get rid of that odor. Okay. So you spoke about a few different items. So what what items can be used for composting and, and what cannot? Yeah, so um, I'll start first by just explaining backyard composting, which is different than vermicomposting. So if you're backyard composting, as I mentioned, it's something really great if folks have a yard and they want to manage both yard debris and possibly their food scraps. In backyard composting, um, the way we teach in our classes is we talk about the need to have kind of brown material and green material. Brown material tends to be things such as dried leaves or paper and they're carbon rich material. Greens tend to be um, things like food scraps or yard clippings, which are more of a nitrogen rich material. In your backyard composting, you also do need a little bit of water to help, help moisture and you need air. For anything to decompose, it needs oxygen. And in a backyard system, that just happens when you kind of turn your bin or you turn your pile. And with that formula, you're looking for three parts of that brown material, so the dried leaves and the paper, to one part of the green material, which is your food scraps or your grass clippings. Okay. And then for the vermicomposting, um, you really just need your worms. So red wigglers are a specific type of worm that um, eat food scraps. They can eat half of their weight a day in food scraps and they're really important for vermicomposting. So you need your red worms and you just need food scraps. And for food scraps, the same for vermicomposting as in backyard composting is the food scraps tend to be your fruits and your vegetables. Um, we don't want any sort of meat or dairy or bones. Those don't, um, those could cause issues in your in your program, but your your lettuce, your tomatoes, your banana peels, your apple cores, um, any of your kind of major fruits and vegetables. So that that was one of the things I thought. I thought after you're done eating, instead of throwing stuff down the garbage disposal, you would just do the composting. So that's obviously not right because some people do eat meat still. Still, they still eat meat. So what are some of the other common misconceptions when it comes to composting? Well, you mentioned one earlier, you mentioned the misconception about it smelling bad, mm-hmm. right? So that's a really big misconception. If something is smelling bad, it's a really good sign that something needs to be fixed. So right. that's kind of a, a way it kind of self-checks itself. Um, right. It's a way that they're telling you the system's not working correctly. Um, so people think it could smell bad. People sometimes just think it's gross. Some people mm-hmm. don't, um, aren't used to, or have never had the experience of kind of putting their hands in soil or dirt, and that's kind of a gross experience for some folks the first time around. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, once you do things like that, if you've never done it before, you kind of can see the other side of it, that there's there's life in in there. You can kind of see what's going on. Um, So those are probably the the major misconceptions, Um, or there's questions around size. You know, do I need a big space? Do I need a yard? You kind of asked about that a little bit mm-hmm. as well. And I think that's what's so great about composting is that there's just different ways you can do it depending on the space that you have available for it. So when I think of 
like you said, the fruits and vegetables, I think in my head, okay, even if I throw those in the trash and they go to a landfill, they, they're going to decompose on their own. So if everyone kind of changed their thinking and started composting, what would be the long-term benefits for our planet if more people were composting instead of just throwing out their garbage? So the first thing, just to highlight in the statement you made, when material goes to a landfill, there's no oxygen. So as we talked about for composting, you need air, you need oxygen for things to decompose. So your food scraps don't really decompose in a landfill. There's been scientists who have dug up landfills from back in the 70s that still could find whole apples and apple cores and food and stuff like that. So that's kind of an important part is that it's not going to decompose there. It's just going to sit there and take up space. Um, but some of the benefits for composting in general, for kind of the earth and for you as a, like an individual homeowner is that um, managing your food scraps or your yard debris via composting, you're creating a, a product that's really valuable. So composting is kind of thought about as like one of the, or compost, excuse me, is kind of a premier uh ingredient or a premier kind of uh, application in gardening. So compost itself is really rich with nutrients. Um, it's a, a, you know, really natural product that has no chemicals or toxins in them. So if you have a garden at your home, um, compost is such a great thing to utilize instead of like fertilizer. Mm. Um, it has more value in it. It's not toxic. And you're just kind of creating a full circle experience of you know, eating food and then letting it decompose naturally and then using that compost again in your garden. If you don't have a garden, that doesn't mean you shouldn't compost. Um, it's still great to create compost. Um, you might have friends who garden. You might make new friends who want your compost. It's definitely a very valuable, valuable thing. Um, the other piece for homeowners is that here in Long Beach, about 50% of what's in our trash could be composted. Mm -hmm. is your yard debris, is your food scrap. So if you really got into it and really started committing to this program and committing to composting, you would have a chance to reduce your garbage size container and that could save you money in the long run as well. So I think there's different ways that there's value both to the planet and to your pocketbook as well. Right. So when you first started composting, what was the, the hardest thing for you to do? Yeah, the hardest thing is always taking that first step, right? Mm -hmm. We always have a lot of fear and we're unknown and if we're going to do it correctly, if it's going to smell. Um, so it's that first step. So we really love when folks take our classes to learn the information. We have great resources and handouts. Um, we do the virtual classes actually consistently throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So we moved to our workshops to being virtual in 2020 and it's right. been through most of 2021 and 2022 we'll be back virtual again um, at this point and so you can always retake the class you can email us with questions um, we have a lot of information on our on our website and we just really want folks to be successful in composting and we I know today we're just talking about composting but we have other com we have other virtual classes as well we have um, just uh, how to recycle right in Long Beach. Mm. And then we also have um, how to reduce waste. So kind of around those same similar themes um, as well. Well, I, I feel like that's a great tip. What's a solid tip that you can give us going into the new year that we can use just to reduce waste? Ooh, <laughs> um, 
I, th- I mean, there's a lot, but I think for me personally, um, if you need to purchase something, make sure you need it, mm-hmm. you know, and make sure you need it. And if you're purchasing something and you have the ability to purchase it in kind of a sustainable way, um, whether that's going to your local neighborhood store, whether it's going to your farmer's market to get food, um, there's ways that we can just, you know, if we have the time and capacity to reduce our impact by choosing things within our neighborhoods, if that's accessible to us. That's a great point. I am the queen of, of Amazon and I even get, um, my food delivered, um, from what is it freshly or something like that. And it's this giant box and it has a ton of plastic in it. And every time I get it, I feel super guilty. So maybe I'll just change that up. Yeah. Going to to your farmer's markets are across town. There's some every day in the city, um, Mm -hmm. going to the grocery store you can find, or even ordering your food online. It can produce a lot of waste that way that may not be able to be recycled, but going to your local farmer's market, if that's available to you, you know, not only supports your community, but it, you know, helps you have a really much, much smaller footprint in your efforts um, in the kitchen. That's perfect. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, I do, I do feel like I'm going to have to turn over that new leaf and I'm going, I've been wanting to cancel my membership for a while though. So now I'm, I'm just going to cancel. If I, I have a box right now, if I showed you the amount of plastic in there, you'd probably <laughs> be highly annoyed. <laughs> so. I mean, we've all done it. We've all used Amazon. We've all ordered groceries online, especially over the last two years with the pandemic. It's, mm-hmm. it's put us into different habits, some which were great for some reasons, but maybe there's a chance to reevaluate. Right. Um, at the end of the day, we just want people to do what's best for, for them. And if they have the access and the ability to make choices to reduce their impact on the planet, that's great too. Now, again, this virtual class is free and is taking place on Saturday, January 8th from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. The link to register for that free class is in the description below. You can find out other ways you can help the planet and sign up for additional classes as well if you visit longbeach.gov slash LB recycles. Coming up again, some of us here at The Post have a few resolutions that we are going to share with you and And I'm going to tell you the best ways to make sure you keep those resolutions. Stay with us. The journalism of the Long Beach Post is free to read, but not free to produce. The work of our journalists takes time, patience, investment, and most of all, your financial support. Through the end of the year, you can make a tax-deductible contribution for our investigative reporting by visiting lbpost.com slash support. Once again, that's lbpost.com slash support. Thank you. Welcome back once again. I'm Jackie Ray. Now, don't forget, as per usual, this podcast is here for you. So anything, and I mean anything at all in the community that you think might need some more attention or maybe people don't know about, but they should, please let me know about that. Now, you can continue to DM me directly on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Jackie Ray TV. You can email me at Jackie at LBpost.com. But we've made this way easier for you. You can just call and leave a message because we have a hotline here at the word on Long Beach. Now we are moving up in the world. You guys, the number is 562-379-6736. Again, it's 562-379-6736. You can leave your message there. I will get it daily and I will get back to you, but let's get back into our resolution theme because we hear all kinds of 
sayings around the New Year's. One of them is like, New Year, New Me. I hate that one because it implies that the old you was bad. So I'm not a fan of a lot of those sayings, but I do understand the need to move forward, whether that be mentally, spiritually, financially, whatever that is. I do understand the need to move forward and want to do better as you move through this life. And I appreciate that and I applaud that. So I was kind of surprised though, because I did some research and there are a few resolutions that people make time and time again, every single year. And I'm sure you can imagine what those are. Lose weight, diet, and exercise. So I had some, the staff here at the Long Beach Post leave some messages of what they're looking forward to. And you guys in the community as well, I got some messages from you and imagine my surprise when none of those resolutions were lose weight, diet, and exercise. So I'm just going to take that as you guys are out there taking really good care of yourself. So I applaud you for that. But I do want to get into some resolutions. So first, my fellow Long Beach staff members are sharing what they're looking forward to or what they're going to try to change in 2022. Take a listen. This is Stephanie Rivero, Community Engagement Editor for the Long Beach Post. And I'm looking forward to um, a new year with new opportunities and um, new ways of, of growing both personally and professionally. Um, and of course, that would have not been possible without um, the support of those around me over the past year. And I'm very grateful for that, as well as um, having my health and my employment. So happy New Year's. This is Sebastian Echeverry, membership coordinator for the Long Beach Post. And uh, in this coming new year, I think I just want to take some time to uh, connect more with my family. Um, I feel like every year as, as the years go by, uh, it gets smaller and smaller. Um, also, the pandemic doesn't help keep everybody away. Um, and so I think it's time to, to truly strengthen bonds with, with my family. Um, I also want to take time for myself and, and uh, have time to reflect on what makes me happy, what makes me grow either in my career or in my personal life um, and just enjoy also the family that isn't blood uh, friends that, that throughout the years have stuck we stuck together and have been able to share um, incredible moments together and just trying to make more of those um, in 2022 uh, and uh, read more <laughs> got to read more uh, we I, obviously our articles but it'd be nice to you know a little bit more leisure reading and kind of expand uh, my mind a little bit more with other other content. Um, but yeah, thanks so much to you, our reader, for keeping us keeping us in business and being able to still interact with you guys as a membership coordinator has been a lot of fun. Um, so let's keep it up in 2022. Thanks. My name is Shante Jensen. I am the arts and culture reporter for the Long Beach Post. And while I don't really subscribe to the whole New Year's resolution thing, mainly because the idea of falling short really disappoints me, for 2022, my, let's call it plan for the new year, is to strengthen my bonds with the people I hold dearest in my life. It's a lot harder these days to see the people I care most about, and so I plan to take the time to try and achieve that, be it through phone calls, more FaceTime, or even just a text. Relationships are the most important thing in my life, and sometimes I fall short, fall short of honoring those. Now, for things I'm looking forward to in the new year, doing more important work, making more videos, and sharing stories that people care about, and also getting my wisdom teeth pulled out. It's time. <laughs> All right. Well, Happy New Year's, everyone. 
Cheers. Okay, Shantae, first of all, you're the first person I know who waited this long to get those wisdom teeth taken out. So I applaud you. I don't know what that feels like, but I hope you're not in any pain. But it seems like here at The Post, we do have a reoccurring theme of wanting to spend more time with family and loved ones. And I think I'm more like Sebastian. And for me, that also means my extended family here in LA. Because after this past holiday, I was in Denver for Christmas. That marked my ninth trip to Denver to see my mom and the rest of my family. And I've literally seen my family in Denver more than I've seen my best friend who lives in Sherman Oaks. That makes no sense. But it is something that's important to me. And if spending time with your family and friends and loved one is important to you as well, you've already achieved the first step in making sure you keep these New Year's resolutions, and that is make sure it is something that is important to you. The second one is make sure it's something that you are going to be deliberate about. So what does that mean? So for those of us here at The Post, we have deadlines, or if there is a breaking news that needs to be covered, we don't drag our feet. We just get to it and we get it done. So you need to have a similar mindset with these type of resolutions. Sometimes if it's, if your goal is say, again, spending time with family and friends, that might mean you have to set a reminder to call certain people or to, to reach out to people and say, Hey, we haven't spent time together. We have a deadline, literally treat it like you, you treat your job because you're not going to let your job fall to the wayside. So don't let your friends and family fall to the wayside. I personally, even though I go to Denver all the time, literally all the time. I still have breakfast with my mom via FaceTime every single morning. Sometimes it is on the go. Sometimes it's, um, she's just probably looking at me because I can't look at her because I'm on the move, but it's important to me to make sure that we have that time every single, every single day. So why do I struggle with my best friend who lives in Sherman Oaks? It's crazy to me. So I have made a decision that maybe I'll just have to say, you know, I'm not going to spend all day Sunday watching football like I typically do, which is really going to be easy in about two weeks because (laughs) the regular season's about to be over and my Saints are not going to the playoffs. Or if they do, it's going to be worthless. So now I'm just going to have all this free time. But when the regular season rolls around next year, I still need to make a deliberate thought process of, hey, one Sunday a month at least, I'm going to put that to the side and spend time with this friend or family member because that's how That's what her schedule allows for. And this is something that is important to me. So make sure you're deliberate in it and it's something that you really want to do. And I think you guys will be fine with that. So now let's get into those are the things that we are looking forward to and our resolutions as a staff here at the Long Beach Post. I do have two messages from those of you in the community that I think are great. So I'm going to play the first one for you right now. Hi, my name is Susie Delarocco. And I'm most looking forward to adopting a cat from our Long Beach shelter or a rescue. So I really was deliberate in making sure the ones from the community were the last two, because these are a little harder. Because I remember when, even though this is something great, like, oh, I want a pet. This is great. We all know the impact and the love that pets give us and the joy that they bring to our lives. But I am a Game of Thrones fan. And I remember there was a moment in time where there was this influx of people buying huskies. And then less than a year later, there was an influx of huskies being in shelters because people really didn't do their due diligence and really make deliberate moves on whether they could maintain keeping a husky. So that's another point on the list. You have to 
obviously plan. We've talked about that already. So for me, I live in an apartment. So I have a full on studio in my apartment. That means there's wires, there's lights, there's expensive equipment. Is it realistic for me to say I can have a cat that's going to look me dead in my face as it knocks something on the floor? Those of you who have a cat, you know that they do this. Do I have the mindset to be, oh, you're so loved? No, I don't. So is it realistic for me to have a cat? Probably not. If you're going to get a dog, is it realistic for you to say you're going to be able to get up early in the morning and walk that dog first thing in the morning? Are you going to be able to make arrangements if you have to stay late for work to make sure that dog can get out. You have to have these kinds of thoughts. So again, you have to plan ahead. Sit down, take the time. It's going to be worth it, especially if you are going to be getting a pet. If you're going to say, be working out, plan ahead. If you're not going to get a trainer to knock that out with you and show you exactly what you need to do every time you go to the gym, then make sure you sit down and formulate your own plan. Go on to YouTube, get some workouts, Google, whatever you need to do. Because trust me when I tell you, Walking into a gym and you see that everyone, at least in my head, everyone looks like they know what they're doing and you're kind of winging it. It's intimidating. And once you're intimidated like that, you're less likely to go back. So those are my tips for those types of things. Pets and gym, make sure you plan ahead thoroughly. All right, let's get to this last one. Hi, this is Nick. And what I'm looking forward to in 2022 is just everyone being healthier um, and also to having more access to capital for more black businesses and businesses of color and hopefully having more uh, programs for the youth that will enrich and better the youth in the areas of technology and sports. Thank you. Happy 2022. Now, this one is the hardest one for me because obviously I am totally invested in the betterment of the black community and uplifting the black community wherever possible. Obviously this is a great resolution, more capital for black businesses, because that's in turn going to put money back into the black community, which can help our kids. And it's really kind of this trickle down effect. The problem with this for me personally is that it kind of has this thought process of, you know, we need, the government to really get involved. And, and I understand that thought process. The government has been, I mean, Tom Brady got a PPP loan. So clearly the government can help people, even if they're not the type that needs help. Nonetheless, I think if there's one thing that I would love us as a black community to kind of just grasp on to dear life and hold on to this thought process is we have to throw that notion that if we speak loud enough, long enough, we'll be heard. I think we have to throw that out the window and I think we have to learn to rely on ourselves. I did a story last month about a black family where a mother and a daughter and another daughter. So it's a mother and two daughters all own businesses on ninth street. That's amazing to me. That was such an important story for me to do personally, to see this family of entrepreneurs. So if you are out there, if you want to own a wellness lounge, kind of like the salt lounge, or if you want to own Um, a restaurant like in the kitchen, reach out to these people and find out what they did wrong, what they would, what they did right. If they had it to do all over again, what they would do different. Open your business. When you open your business and you reach that moment where you're like, okay, yes, this is successful. Reach back and don't wait for somebody to reach out to you. Mentor young people, have someone come in and you're just, they're going to be your apprentice and pay it forward. So then they can get the leg up that maybe you didn't have. 
my, my favorite person in the world, if you didn't know, is LeBron James. And I love him saying, like, what if there were no more humble beginnings? The only way that's going to happen is if we really take onus upon ourselves and just keep paying it forward. So that is my two cents on that. This was a really fun episode for me. I'm going to try this composting thing now that I know it's not going to make my apartment smell bad. Honestly, that's the only reason I haven't tried it. So I am so thankful to Aaron Roland for coming by and letting us know about that. I am going to take that class on January 8th. So if you are interested in composting, I highly recommend you take it as well. I wish you guys all the prosperity, blessings, love, and happiness possible in 2022. Thank you guys so much for all that you have contributed and the message you've sent to the word on Long Beach and myself. It's really appreciated. I'm definitely going to try to make it bigger and better in 2022. That is my goal. I appreciate all of you. And remember, if you have to speak a word, make it a good one. I'll see you next week.